your host, Franco Vega, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Right Way Podcast, where our theme is 10 minutes of healing the right way. On this program, we'll interview folks who have been through some pain, like my beautiful Foss youth, and who have turned that pain into power. To learn more about our organization and our mission, please visit our website at therightwayfoundation.org. Hello, folks. Franco Vega here with you for with the Right Way Podcast. We have an awesome guest for this segment, uh, Ms. Shamaya, awesome young lady who's been with us for ooh, over eight years in our program. So we're excited about this interview. Uh, she comes with a, a lot of wisdom at such a young age. She's been through a lot of trauma, but this is one young lady that really doesn't let it affect her. So without further ado, let's uh, recognize Shamaya and welcome her to Right Way Podcast. Our theme is 10 Minutes of Healing the Right Way, Taking Your Painting and Turning It into power. So please share with the audience about Shemaya. Who is Shemaya? That's, let's start there. Shemaya is a growing young lady that has not given up from my past as a child experiencing trauma before I even knew what trauma was, before I even knew I was even going to make it through life or how life was what life was going to throw at me or who and what people God was going to put in my path. I didn't know who I was going to be until I started experiencing things and growing as a person from a child to teenage, from me being a young mother and to my adult age today. Nice, nice. Well, you've been with our program, and let's explain to the audience, you've been with our program for a long time, eight years almost. Yes. And I really, I rarely see you get down, and I know a lot about your story, <laughs> and, you know, we're going to share bits and pieces with the audience, but you're unique, you know, and we would love Thank to you. know, I would love for the audience to know your secret. So, you know, share with us an instance, or talk about your childhood. You was raised by your aunt, but I know this, in kinship care since she was one years old. Yes. But talk about that. Well, I had a fear of me being let down. My fear was to not show the people that I've come in contact with um, my pain. Mm -hmm. Just growing up when I was a child, um, I just had a fear of like not letting people see the pain that I've endured as a child the trauma and all the experiences that I didn't understand as a child. Um, I didn't want that to bother me. Mm -hmm. I didn't, it was hard to really just so show it on my sleeves. wrapped inside you? I kept it wrapped inside of me, but I also feel like it was a strength because I didn't want to reveal it until I realized all of that answers that I would question myself when I was young and I didn't want to reveal it until I knew exactly how I could handle it. So, so let's go back to you're raised by your aunt since you're one years old. How was that experience? Oh, it was really painful. Um, it was painful. I, I was confused. I didn't really know what was going on. All I knew is that I was being uh, taken care of by my by my aunt, and I was going through foster care. I had to meet with social workers. People would come out when I was a child. I would get my pictures taken. I would get questions asked, millions of questions, and I was just like, "Why am I going through this?" Wow. And to 
I'm like, okay, I'm not being taken care of by my mom. So what is really going on? So as I, as it just kept happening, I just kept having to meet with social workers and these people. I come to realize like, this is something that that's going on before I even knew about DCFS. Someone has to come in and take over and take care of me. So my mom wasn't there. For the listeners, DCFS is Department of Children and Family Services, which is the lead agency, which uh, has the jurisdiction over our kids when they get removed from their home. So when did you, what age did you realize, oh, I'm in a, a, a system. This is not normal. I realized it the day I went to, a social worker came to me, picked us up and said, oh, um, you're going to come with us. Like, we're going to take you to your mom. And I'm like, what? I'm going with my mom. And they didn't take me to my mom. They took me to an office and I stayed about no longer than three hours. And my auntie came to pick me up. So I realized, like, this is the system. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm going through right now as a child. Mm -hmm. So that's when I realized that I was becoming a part of DCFS and I was going to courts. I can remember the children's courthouse like it was yesterday as a child. Wow. I was about like four, five. I can remember everything. And this went on to what age? It went on from when the case was open and everything like that. It, I believe it officially closed when I was about eight. Eight years old? Eight or seven. Okay. And so at eight or seven or eight years old, where'd you go after that? My auntie had full custody. Of okay. Me. So your did your auntie eventually adopt you? She did not adopt me, okay. and I'm guessing she had a, a heart for my mom, uh -huh. but she never did adopt me, okay. but she raised all seven of my mom's kids. Wow. I returned back to my mom at the age of 13 mm -hmm. when I had that choice, mm -hmm. and my aunt, I asked my aunt, you know, can I go spend a night with my mom? And she said yes, and that's where I went. And you never went back to your aunt? Nope. My aunt passed away around 2014. And that's when I got pregnant with my first child, my son. Okay. And how did the relationship go going back home at, with your mom at 13 years old? Um, and how's that relationship today? Do you still talk to your mom? Or? I still talk to my mom. The relationship was a little rocky. I feel like as far as love and affection, my mom could have showed that, but she had an addiction problem. Mm -hmm. And that right there at that age, I realized why I came a part of DCFS at the age of one years old. Okay, due to drug addiction. Due, due to drug addiction. Yeah, well, the audience knows my story. You know, my dad died of alcoholic and drug addiction, but I inherited it. Mm -hmm. How do, and I know you don't smoke weed, and I know you. No. You know, uh, <laughs> but that's awesome, you know? Yeah. Do you use that as you know your mom went through that, so you know to stay away from drugs and stuff like that? I know to stay away from drugs because I was, like I said, it was always a fear for me. So everything that was done wrong around me, Older cousins, my mom, my aunt, anyone. I was just like, oh, no, like I'm not about to do drugs. I'm so afraid to lose my mind or become a different person. It's so scary. I just feel like that would be so scary. I would be lost. Who would be there to protect me? Who is going to care for me while I'm out in the street? So I just was so scared to do any drug because I thought it was going to change mm -hmm. like my mind, my life. 
Awesome. So I just never did it. Good for you. Good for you. And so your mom is still with us. Yes. Okay. She's still with, she's still involved in my life and she tries her best, but I understand why she couldn't take care of us. It's because we probably would have been in a worse situation uh-huh. on the streets or anything could have happened to us. Okay. I, I get to see it now. I hope our audience gets to see it. So for the audience, it, for advice for our young folks who's been through some similar situations because drugs, it seems like drugs and DCFS work hand in hand because they see our parents who are addicted to drugs and they come and swoop us up out the home where they, where in my opinion, they should be focusing on helping the parents with their drug addiction mm-hmm. instead of snatching us away. But what could what would be your advice uh, for young ladies going through something similar? What, what could you say to them? What's a tough one for me? It was hope. I think I've embedded into my head. I just told myself, I think they say, you know, they say practice makes perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, You have the ability to change your mind and think what you what you're thinking. So I would always just say um, never give up. Like always just believe that there is someone out there to help you, to support you and that actually love you more than your parents, your cousins, aunt, or whoever raised you. And there's always light at the end of the tunnel. And to really just love yourself and to just practice words of encouragement, give yourself that courage and tell yourself, like, don't give up. Just because this person is putting me through this or I don't understand it now, you'll understand it later. Just keep fighting. I'm Christian. I believe in God. So I always held my head up high and always just told myself, have faith, be strong, um, just continue to fight like for yourself um, and your kids and your children and everything will get better. Just continue to feed yourself those positive words. Uh, someone's going to be put in my path. I have to say someone's going to be put in my path. Um, everything is going to come together. Things will be bright for me. I'm, I will get through it. And when you tell yourself that, you start to believe it. Just like anyone telling you negative things. You're going to start to believe it. You, you're going to start to, um, it's like a, it's just a mind thing. It's mind over matter. And when you keep telling yourself, you're tricking yourself into believing something that's positive. So it's going to work out for you. You just continue to tell yourself and you start to believe it, not even knowing that you have already trained your mind to Think that everything is going to be okay. Not even, not even knowing what's going to come your way. Not even knowing what blessings going to uh, is going to come your way, but it's going to come. No, this is awesome. Uh, great words of wisdoms for our audience. I just want to thank you for sharing and being so open. I have nothing else to say. Yes. That was too. I can't replace those. Words. Thank you. But thank you, Shamaya, and you're thank an you. awesome, uh, awesome alumni of our program. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning into the right way podcast 10 minutes of healing the right way and we invite you to come back every week read more about us and our mission at the right way foundation.org.